Trump to sue for illegal search and seizure. A man sells human body parts on Facebook. And a sex offender sucker punches Jesus. This is The Loaded Mike, and I'm Dan Wass. Our founding fathers didn't create the Bill of Rights as a way of giving you rights. They created the Bill of Rights as a reminder to government that these rights are inherent simply by by being human. Rights cannot be granted or taken away. Rights, however, can be violated. And unfortunately, we see that happening frequently with respect to our right to keep and bear. God gives us our rights and Democrats think they can take them away. They view your rights as government-issued privileges that they control. When government officials yammer on about what guns are allowed and what guns aren't allowed, they're viewing the Second Amendment as a privilege or an allowance that can be manipulated. It's a shame that those who we entrust with our sacred Bill of Rights don't understand the fundamental purpose of those constitutional amendments. Unfortunately, those who don't want you to be able to defend yourself will always find a way. In 1939, in a case called U.S. v. Miller, a court ruling was falsely determined that a shotgun having a barrel of less than 18 inches was illegal because it had no relationship to the preservation of a well-regulated militia. It said the court cannot take judicial notice that a shotgun having a barrel less than 18 inches long has today any reasonable relation to the preservation or efficiency of a well-regulated militia, and therefore cannot say that the Second Amendment guarantees to the citizen the right to keep and bear such a weapon. This was the beginning of gun grabbers correlating the Second Amendment with militia use only, but they ignore the fact that the decision recognized military use weapons as guaranteed under the rule. They would use this militia-only tactic for 70 years as a way of justifying gun control unless you're part of a well-regulated militia. As a side note, their idea of well-regulated was government-regulated. Now, now, why would people who just got done defeating a tyrannical government in pursuit of freedom give that regulating authority back to government? You see, nowhere in the Second Amendment does it say that the government will do the regulating. So, why are we letting the gun grabbers run away with the narrative that military-style weapons shouldn't be allowed? The Miller case clearly suggests that military-type weapons would be covered under the Second Amendment. And that would include machine guns, rocket-propelled grenades, and, and, and a whole list of other military weapons. Now, during that time, the government argued that the Second Amendment protected the collective right of being armed during active militia service, but the court directly rejected that argument. In a lower court decision, a judge misrepresented the individual right the Second Amendment recognizes and latched on to the collective right. So after that, courts jumped on that misrepresented interpretation, and since then, every effort was made to prevent the Supreme Court from ever seeing a Second Amendment case. Because If the Supreme Court were to see these cases, the hypocrisy would be revealed. The gun grabbers love the idea that the Second Amendment could be twisted to fit their narrative that it was to be reserved only for the collective government-regulated militia use. They hate the part that says the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. See, that part is indisputable, so they pretend it doesn't exist. 
It wasn't until Heller, McDonald, and most recently Bruin that we see favorable decisions coming out of the Supreme Court to back up the individual right of people to keep and bear arms. In the case of D.C. versus Heller, it was determined that the right of the people to keep and bear arms is, in fact, an individual right, and no active militia, militia participation is necessary to exercise that right. Justice Antonin Scalia would go on to say in a written opinion that firearms which are in common use at the time and would be normal for a person to bring with them to militia service if called upon would qualify under the Second Amendment. McDonald versus Chicago determined that the Second Amendment is fundamental for self-defense and applies to the states under the uh, Equal Protection Clause of the 14th Amendment. Amendment. And most recently, the uh, New York State Rifle Pistol Association versus Bruin case, which was a 6-3 to three decision, determined that the right to keep and bear arms includes bearing arms for personal protection outside the home. It also determined that current and future laws would be required to meet historical tradition. It said the government must affirmatively prove that its firearms regulation is part of the historical tradition that delimits the outer bounds of the right to keep and bear arms. So, as much as the gun grabbers kick and scream, the Supreme Court has consistently determined that the Second Amendment refers to an individual right to keep and bear arms inside and outside of the home, protected from both federal and state overreach for personal defense or militia use with military-style weapons, including those which are in common use. So it seems that the Hughes Amendment, which banned full auto firearms back in 1986, and the NFA from 1934 may be ripe for the picking now that we have some Supreme Court decisions in our ammo bag. So I wanted to talk about this on the show today. And the idea that the gun grabbers can continue to pretend that the Second Amendment doesn't mean what it does when we have court decisions that have come out and, and judges, Supreme Court judges have written decisions that clearly define the Second Amendment as an unrestricted uh, right. Uh, so we want to talk, to talk to the one and only John Chiara today about the Hi, John. Yo. And um, we're going to talk about, I want to get his opinion. I want to get your opinion. What do you think? I have opinions. Well, let's, let's go then. Let's hear your opinion. Well, I think that you're near, you're a... Uh, monologue describes again a misconception that a lot of people have about even the term militia because it's it's the right to bear arms and then the militia is a, a situation where that would be needed correct yeah so the, the militia is intended so that if you need help from people you call up the militia right right and they come together as a group right they need to have their guns right they don't go and get their guns handed out, right? So it doesn't, right. you want people that are proficient and used to using their guns. So again, it just makes common sense. But I think the traditional part is is what's important because if you put yourself back in that time period, that context makes complete sense. Yeah. Right. It's like you you, you want to be proficient with your firearm, so when you're called up to serve. They can just stick you in a militia, you stick you in a group, and you're out there, and you know, already know how to how to function with firearms. Second Amendment was written back then, and just because it's a different era, different time, doesn't mean that things should change. You know, the, the gun grabbers want everything. They think that 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 the 
Bill of Rights, Constitution should be a fluid thing that they can just alter as they as as they see fit. And thank God they can't, because can you imagine what that Bill of Rights would look like right now if they could? It would be unrecognizable. Probably. Yeah. And can you imagine, I think we've mentioned this before, but can you imagine having to write a Constitution and Bill of Rights right now for the next two, three, four hundred years? <clears throat> would we be able to ever decide on anything? <laughs> You know, it's like who gets rights and who doesn't get rights. We, we talk about all the all the nonsense that the left is putting out. But in this case, you know, it it takes Supreme Courts to continually say, no, you gun grabbers, you can't do that. And they still keep doing it. They keep trying to do it. Keep right? trying. Yeah. So, like I said, I mean, you can't you can't give nobody can grant you can't grant rights to somebody, right. and you can't take rights away. It's just an inherent thing. But what you can do is you can violate someone's rights. In other words, you can you can roadblock them for from exercising their rights. That's a violation of a right. Person still has the right. right. You're just violating it, right? Correct. Correct. That was the good choice of words because right. well, they don't want to keep saying right. And the amendments were <clears throat> meant to clarify that. Right. Because yes. Obviously, yeah, when they wrote the Constitution, things popped up and somebody said, wait a minute. What about this? What about this? Yeah. What about this? These are rights that we've always had. So they felt they had to put amendments in to make sure that that was clear. Right. Yeah. And that's important. But that's why they're there. They're not there for no reason. They're not there just to just to talk about things. They're there to say, again, to keep the government away from doing things that they shouldn't have the power to do. Well, they understood human nature because they just experienced it the dark side of human nature with with the the you know having to fight against right. the british army just just to be free just to get out from the clutches of the king and so they understood <clears throat> that what people people can do some people when they have well what anybody can do when they have power um what only some people will do some people are actually pretty moral and wouldn't want to violate somebody's right. But then you get the wrong people in office and that's all they want to do is violate your rights. Well, the people in office is the problem, right? Normal yeah. everyday citizens would probably never even think about a lot of these things that these politicians do and get away with and try to enforce and impose on the citizens. <clears throat> it's, it's, it's out of control. It's government out of control, right? And that's what we're trying to rein back in. Less is more. You know, less government is usually more. The more local it is, the better it probably is. Again, because we, we're a very diverse country, and you start making generalizations about 330-plus million people, you're, and you're going to run into trouble. That's why, again, leave things alone, let people be what they are, and keep the government out of it. Because as soon as you start infringing on that stuff and you start stepping in and telling people what they have to do, well, we see it, we see it with education. The Department of Education is a joke. I mean, they, that, they shouldn't even be there. The states are perfectly willing to handle and able to handle any kind of education issues. They don't need to be a federal. But that, that's the problem is so many people want that control, I guess, right? They think that the control is better. Yeah, and, and the left seems to like the, the idea of collective rights or privileges, collective privileges. And I talked about that a little bit in the monologue, but 
there's a difference between collective and individual. I mean, the the all our founding documents, you know, talked about individual rights. And that means that regardless of what group or organization you're involved with, you could be a, you're just a standalone guy all all alone in your own, you know, environment, you have these rights. Right. You don't have to be part of you know, the woke crowd, or you don't have to be black, or you don't have to be white, or you don't have to be Asian. You don't have to be anything, as long as you're an American citizen, to have these rights recognized. You always have the rights, but in America, we recognize those those rights. Well, that's the fundamental belief of of how the country was put together. Yeah. It has to be that way. Because they knew what would happen. Well, if the they, people on the left, though, a lot of times they... Like you say, the people that are in the in the woke crowd and all these other things are like they expect things, they want things to be equal, right? Yeah. They want equality, which you can never ever have. And trying to make that infringes on the rights of the people that don't want to be part of your group. <laughs> yeah. I should have the, the, the my right to not be part of your group is the same as any other right. I should have that right individually. Forever, right? There should be no way that they can force me to join a group or force me to go along with a group. But the, just the basic mentality of like, I'm in this group. We're better than the other groups. Therefore, we should have a say over what everybody else does. That's the that's the big danger of the national government yeah. if it gets to the point where that's what starts. To, and that's what's happening now, right? It's everywhere. It is everywhere, and I can't believe we let it get this far. We have to we have to put a stop to. It. I think we're I think we're in the process of putting a stop to it. I think the more. Um, traditional Americans rise up a little bit and understand what's really going on, I think we're going to start changing things. You well, know? people are looking at different sources of information, first of all. That's the first step, is you got to yeah. jar people away from what they're... Because, you know, as we've said many times, people start out with a belief. I believe this is true. Therefore, everything that they do in their lives reinforces their beliefs. Yeah. So changing the belief is the hardest thing to do you know you have to reframe the whole conversation and get people to see things from different perspectives and that's what's so hard but there's a lot of people at least on the internet that are working real hard at that stuff you know last the latest jordan peterson video was amazing and i can't think of the guy he's talking oh about, i guess they're going yeah, through the whole woke thing and how all these things interplay with each other and where they where they came from where all these ideas started way back in the 70s and 80s and, and how these people gained influence and the the worst part of it is, is how they gained influence in universities so that your rate, their, their whole plan was to raise generations of kids that are all indoctrinated in a certain perspective, which goes against everything, you know, goes against the whole idea of personal liberty, I think. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it, that's the scary thing. I, you know, we didn't realize until recent years just how bad it was. You know, people like Jordan Peterson would come out and, um, Weinstein, uh, Brett, yeah. right? He came out because he saw that stuff going on at, what was that college? Green, Evergreen College. Evergreen College. Right, where him and his wife worked, right. So they saw that, and he was trying to speak out, from what I understand. And he was on the left his whole life. Yeah. That's the thing. There's, now there's a lot of people that have been lifelong you know, liberals and Democrats that are just saying, enough is enough. What's going yeah. on here? Well, that was an interesting story. If people don't know about that, the kids literally took over the school right. and held teachers hostage absolutely <laughs> can you believe it? i i believe it but it's, i believe it and that's that college especially was what was not supposed to be about that at all their whole premise of evergreen it was that 
it's it's all you can explore all kinds of different ideas and it's an open format where you were supposed to be able to have different opinions and that was supposed to be you know looked at as a as a positive as opposed to a negative and then it flipped when you're dealing with people that have been this brainwashed because literally I, I mean i don't know what you think but i think it is a really brainwashing oh, well that's what happens when it starts at an early, that's why the education aspect of it is so sinister because you start telling a kid something at five years old by the time he's 20 that's all he's ever heard. It's a belief. It's a structured right. well, belief. Plus, and this is why the schooling issue has been coming up so much, is that for a normal family, kids are in school six, seven hours a day. You see them when they come home, you eat dinner, you have your evening, kid goes to bed. So the kids are in school probably two to three times as long every day right. as the time that they spend with their family. So At there's because they're sleeping most of the time. Right. There's a really powerful aspect that it just builds up and builds up and builds up. Just you know, there's nothing you can do about that except change what they're teaching in the school. But these college kids, I mean, they're they're walking around right now on campuses thinking that what they their beliefs are are actual truth and fact, with no regard to the founding of our country, no regard to our right. rights, right. no regard to other people's rights, and and the. The problem with it all is, is that it comes with it a, a sense of arrogance, a sense of I'm intellectually superior because I go to this university. I've been taught by the best. Absolutely. I, so you take that conditioned belief process and you couple it with uh, intellectual superiority. Uh, you know, people think that they're smarter than everybody else, and you then you also couple that with. Uh, moral superiority. Absolutely. Now, remember, they think that they're doing the right thing. Absolutely. They're doing what's best. They're smarter than everybody else, and they're doing what's best for everybody else. These kids actually believe this stuff, and then they're indoctrinated with a whole bunch of left-wing policy, ideology, ideas, and, and things like that. They are They've been twisted, they've been manipulated, and they've been conditioned. They've been created. They're like Frankenstein's right. little monsters. And But the problem, the real problem is they don't know it because you don't know you're brainwashed. If you, you don't no. think you're brain, that's part of being brainwashed. You're not supposed to think you're brainwashed, right? right? Exactly. <laughs> so, um, so it's scary. I hope they wake up. I hope they, you know, because if, if anybody sees this kind of talk that we're talking about, if any of those people see it, they're going to hate us for it, and they're going to... They're they're not going to want to believe that what we're saying is true, right? Because who wants to believe that about themselves? But I believe they're good people at the core. They've just been convinced of some bad stuff. They've been convinced, and they're young enough to not remember yeah. the Cold War and stuff that happened yeah. after World War II and stuff that happened before that. You know, Lenin, Stalin, Mao. Well, we just never did it good enough. It was never done the right way. If I was in charge, this is part of the superiority stuff, right? Well, if people like me who knew all these things that were right and wrong about other people, if we were in charge, the system probably would have worked. How arrogant is that? There's a whole well, arrogance that's built into that, right? That's really disturbing. And not only that, but these people should really look at how the Nazis were controlled by Hitler's propaganda and his... Uh, you know, it's the same thing. It's this literally the same thing that is happening today in America right. with leftists. They are following this indoctrinated, you know, ideology of wokeism, 
Antifa, BLM, they think they're doing the right thing. Right. They really believe that they're doing good for the country, and they're not. They're doing bad for the country. They're doing the exact opposite. And like you said, they don't see that. Because they like can't we see discussed it. before, if they did see that, and we transplanted that same logic onto January 6th, if these people believe that they were trying to save the democracy, can you blame them? Because they believe it. Yeah. Those couple hundred people, whoever was, that broke into the Capitol. Yeah. Because really, that, well, January 6th, not that go over this again, but that was the last day that anything could possibly be done about the election. Right? right. The results were being verified that day. So if those people thought that it was really such a horrible thing, you could justify if they believe that what they're doing is the right thing. Okay. And now it's a whole, that's a whole different thing as opposed to like we've talked about, you know, the riots and fires for months and months and months that people believed they were doing the right thing. Yeah. So you can burn down businesses. That's okay. And the thing is, there were some, in, with January 6th, there were a few things that people don't talk about. It was, there was people telling the FBI or the, or the Capitol Police, what the hell are you doing? Right. Well, look at what's going on here. Stop them. And the one guy he was like practically begging the, the police to do something about the violent behavior that was happening. They wouldn't do anything. They sat there and they watched. Right. And then the Capitol Police were letting people in. Why would they let people in if, if they didn't want them there? Then, or they weren't told to let them in. Or they weren't told. Who knows? That, and this is this is not. I'm making this stuff up. I and mean, people on the left probably don't haven't seen these videos or anything because it's kept from them. But then you had the guy Ray Epps. Remember Ray Epps? Yep. He was encouraging people to go in. He wasn't a right winger. He was a left winger trying to encourage people to create more violence. Then you've got a whole group of people who were leftists dressing up as Trump supporters with the Trump hats and the Trump and the patriotic clothes going in and inciting more violence. We all know that this stuff was going on. Yep. I'll bet you that had it not been for the left wing influence on January 6th, that wouldn't, none of that would have happened. It I was bet, peaceful. It was prompted. It was definitely it was prompted, definitely, poked. And yeah. Right. Well, but see, but again, if you believe what you're saying is true, then anything is justified, right? Obviously we look at all, we see all kinds of things happening. Well, this person was a victim. This person was abused. This was this, this was that again. And the victim mentality plays into the whole wokeism aspect where, you know, these people are victims and this is wrong. Therefore we have to do all these things. And you start putting that all together and you got people out there that are willing to do pretty much anything in order to get what the result that they want, regardless of what the system is, you know, the heck with the election laws. Let's just change all the election laws. And a lot of discussions well, this week about this. And then they're so convinced that they hate Donald Trump and he's so evil and all this stuff that they're willing to to do just about anything to uh, against Trump, against Trump supporters. And how illogical. You see the Dick Cheney? Yeah. <laughs> Trying to teach people. What is that? That Trump is a danger to our society. Dick Cheney, you know? of yeah. all the people in the I, world talking about that, you're, he's on. Oh my God! It's it's that, but that's what the media is putting up. You know that they're they're all good with that. It's it's sad. The sad part is it's the mindless people who just follow along. I mean, hey, look, I I hate Obama. 
can't stand the guy. I see what he did. I saw all the racial division that he created in his subtle ways. I saw all the stuff when he said you can't say you can't say radical Islam, you can't say all this stuff. I right. understood what his strategies were right. in dividing the country and stuff like that. I can see it. I went back, I watched all that stuff. I was there. I hate the guy. I think he's despicable. But I wouldn't I don't I don't hold that type I don't harbor that type of hatred that the leftists have for Trump, and they've been conditioned to hate. Now, if media was conditioning people to hate Obama like that, it probably they could probably make it happen. Um, they didn't, though. Oh, they no. put all their effort into hating Trump because Trump is uh, Republican, of course. So, um, well, the hate of Trump is it permeates everything. I saw a meme this morning. Somebody put up like, oh. Oh, if you thought things were better two years ago than they are now, we were using trucks as morgues. And I'm oh, like, gosh. what's that got to do with the president? They, that, it's got nothing to do. That's That was, first of all, those things were state decisions, you know what I mean, anyway. But pandemic was the pandemic. It was, gonna, it was happening regardless of who was in the White House, right? But this is the kind of mentality. It's anything to put it in there to demonize. And, and it's the demonization of people that's the real sinister part of all this. They're just willing to make anybody an evil, evil person, you know? And that, and once you make somebody evil, you that's can, what you do in war. You can you justify anything, game. right. You can justify hurting them, killing them, Absolutely. whatever. Um, I, I know we got to go to break, but I want to kind of tease this next story because it talks about this type of violent, you know, hatred and and, you know, just willingness to hurt other people. Um, this is a sex fiend who nearly killed a New York City man with a sucker punch. I don't know if you heard about this. Literally just sucker punched this guy, old guy. I'm going to get into the story after the break. Um, and there, But there's a surprising twist to what happened to this maniac right after the break. Right back channels of live stream content and video on demand movies family friendly shows to classic and blockbuster movies subscribe today and get so much for so little stream in harmony on simultv.com the media and politicians create terms like gun violence and ghost gun and assault weapon to change the narrative around guns in America. The entire anti-gun fear campaign is built on the reactive emotions of people who don't know any better. And the media seeks their support for gun restrictions. In Good Gun, Bad Guy, I give you the behind-the-scenes look into the mind of the anti-gun radical. Because before we can defeat them, we need to understand their tactics. Good Gun, Bad Guy 2 exposes the media strategies used to create a perpetual state of irrational gun fear and hatred toward gun owners. Good Gun, Bad Guy 3 reveals the political motives behind the gun grab, why the left wants an unarmed population, and what we can do to thwart their efforts. The anti-Second Amendment radicals started this evil game. Good Gun, Bad Guy is the rule book they hoped you would never see. Go to goodgunbadguy.com to get your copy or purchase the entire series.
By now you've heard me talk about my pillow and how it literally changed my life. They won't go flat. You can wash and dry them as many times as you want, and they maintain their shape. They're made in the USA, and for a limited time, Mike is offering his premium my pillows for his lowest price ever. You can get a queen size premium my pillow for just twenty nine ninety eight, regularly sixty nine ninety eight. It's a forty dollars savings, and kings are only five dollars more. So go to mypillow.com, click on the radio listener square, and use the promo code R A M like Ram. You'll also get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the Giza Dream Sheets, the MyPillow Mattress Topper, uh, MyPillow Towel Sets. You can also call 800-867-0416. That's 800-867-0416. But don't forget to use that promo code R-A-M. All right, so I told you we're going to talk about this sex fiend who nearly killed a New York City man with a sucker punch. A um, little bit of a twist here to the story. Uh, let me give you a little background. People have probably heard, a lot of people may have heard this by now. Convicted sex offender who allegedly cold cocked a man on a Bronx street, leaving him in a coma with brain injuries, was freed without bail. Thursday after getting his attempted murder charges reduced in the unprovoked act. Um, B.U. Van Fu, 55, is that how you say it? B-U-I. How, do you, how would you say that name? Bowie? Bowie, yeah. Bowie I guess so. Bowie. Parker Bowie. Uh, somehow Danny knows all this stuff. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Bowie Van Fu. That almost sounds like a cartoon character. Bowie Van Fu? What was that? Uh, oh, Hong Kong Fooey? Hong Kong Fooey. <laughs> Bowie Van Fu, 55, was instead charged by the Bronx District Attorney's Office with assault and harassment, both misdemeanors, for the brutal knockout punch last Friday that left 52-year-old Jesus Cortez. Now, you can say Jesus or you can say Jesus, right? Um, so was he... Is he um, Hispanic? Probably, yeah. Cortez, I would imagine. Yeah, so you got an Asian guy punching a Hispanic guy. Is is Bowie fan Bowie Van Fu? Uh, <laughs> he's not, he's not Irish. I know that, that. name makes me laugh. <laughs> Maybe he's Boo. wearing a kilt. Is he wearing <laughs> Bowie Van Fu? That's hysterical. I don't know. I can't get over that. All right, <clears throat> move on from Bowie Van Fu. Uh, left, uh, left 52 year old Jesus Cortez unconscious on the street, um, victim required brain surgery and is now in a medically induced coma. Man. So this is the violence we're talking about. These people, <clears throat> you know, they think they can, because they can justify it in their head, they can go out and hurt people. So why was he punching him? What was the, there's no reason. Just, it was a, it was a, just a attack police charged him with attempted murder and when the when we got the case the police charged him with attempted murder and when we got the case we we evaluated and charged based on evidence we had a da's office spokesperson said the investigation um i lost my spot here Bowie van fu lost my spot um 
He says, I hit someone and he's in the hospital. I don't know if he's dead, he told the officer, according to the complaint. Uh, the police are looking for me. Fu and Cortez did not know each other, and there did not appear to be any interaction between them prior to the punch. Uh, the victim was leaving Fuego Topico Restaurant on East 188th Street near the Grand Concourse in Fordham Manor around 10.45 p.m. August 12th when he was stopped near a group of people chatting outside, the cop said. Cortez, uh, shown in surveillance footage carrying a backpack, was followed out by a balding man wearing a black T-shirt. <clears throat> a man put on what appeared to be work gloves before slugging the victim from behind, causing him to fall onto the sidewalk and hit his head. Um, what the hell's wrong with you? I don't know. That makes no sense. <laughs> makes no sense. You're just going around hitting people? Uh. when They're not expecting it? I mean, what? I guess you got to try to get into that. You know, Jordan Peterson says we've all got that inner monster that we need uh, to be able to control that and understand. <clears throat> and I guess this is people who just can't control it. I mean, you we get angry. Everybody gets angry. Yeah, you get angry and, you know, you might imagine, you know, punching someone, but you don't do it. That's mentally ill, though. I mean, who would do that? There's got to be. I can't wait to see how that story plays out. I mean. See, no, this is the kind of stuff where there should be investigative journalism going after. Like, what's going on here? Yeah. You know, why, what, what, what were the circumstances that led up to that? What's the guy's history? We know he's a sex offender, but does that make him a victim because he's a sex offender and let him go out and punch people? That's kind of weird, right? <clears throat> well, uh, Bowie Van Fu <laughs> was paroled in 2019 and is now registered as a level three sex offender, the most serious designation for sexually abusing the 17-year-old girl in 1994. So not only is he violent, he's also a sex offender. This is the type of person that really just needs to be locked up. I, that used to be the way you did it, right? Yeah, but Get now the, way. The, the lefties, Democrats, literally let this guy out, out. No, no, what? No, no bail, no nothing. I mean, he's out. This is just unbelievable. So this is the environment that the Democrats are trying to create. They're obviously trying to create this, right? It, it would appear, yes, because everything they do leads in that direction, <clears throat> and they never criticize those kind of things when they when they happen. It's like, oh well, you know, we have to be tolerant, <laughs> and they're never tolerant. They're tolerant of things that people on the right don't like. You know, <laughs> it's it's really a really specific kind of empathy that they have. It's interesting. So you've got New York DA. You've got a New York mayor, New York City mayor, Eric Adams. You've got a New York governor, Democrat, all Democrats. Uh, well, sort of governor, Hochul. Kathy's lovely. Oh, God. We love her. So you got all these, you got this trifecta of pro-crime, pro-violence Democrats in charge of state. Well, not all in charge of a state, but New York City is a, right. a big city, and obviously Hochul is running things at the state level. Don't you think that they would look at this stuff and go, wait a minute, we're making a big mistake here? No, you would think, right? Because it doesn't make any sense to anybody with 
a normal life that you would push that kind of agenda and then look at the bad results and then keep pushing <laughs> keep it again. Pushing. It's like over and over and over again. Uh, yeah, so that's why I say I'm convinced that they're definitely trying to, it looks like they're trying to create a victim-predator society because somehow that is going to benefit the Democrats. Well, I'm wondering now, when you said that, and we talked earlier about how the whole Trump derangement syndrome has permeated people and they can't get away from it. I'm wondering if the people on the left, because they're in this bubble that they're in, have have looked at, you know, everybody can criticize Trump and it's being accepted by a lot of people, that maybe they're they're being incentivized to act like complete idiots. But I think a lot of people, especially people in New York State, they're looking at Hochul and going, what the heck? We don't want that, you know? Who wants that? I don't know anybody that likes her. <laughs> no one. So hopefully she doesn't win next time. But, but like we said, hopefully there's there's grassroots uprisings around the country that people are finally going to start saying, no, we're not going to put up with this stuff anymore. We're going to vote these people out. And that's what has to happen, right? You have to vote these people out. You can't let that kind of mentality stay in charge for a long period of time. No, they will literally. I mean, they've only they've only had how how long has stupid Joe been in? Not even two years. Not even two years. And they've look what they've done. I mean, they're destroying this country. Imagine another another two years if they win the House and Senate. Imagine the damage they can do. And then just for kicks, imagine if they hold on to the presidency and they have another four years of House Senate. And people will be, will be die. Innocent people will die. First of all, that's what will happen on the on the out on all the fringes. All the people that are on the fringes, like old people and people on fixed incomes and all this stuff. Because first of all, part of what we're talking about involves increasing energy prices, which nobody ever talks about. I had three pe- three conversations yesterday with people that are heating their homes with oil, and one guy he says he goes, "Yeah, they're talking six dollars a gallon for heating oil this winter." And somebody else was saying, he goes, well, I'm just going to, you know, bundle up until January and then break down and buy some. But that's the kind of things that are happening because of this mentality where they are not really taking care. The government's not taking care of the people. They're running an agenda. And we, as we watch, those, the parts of their agenda prove themselves to not be effective to helping the citizens. So but it's effective they, doing – it's effective at something. It's effective at – getting the minions to keep going along with it. And it, as it gets worse and worse and worse, people become conditioned to like, oh, well, if we did this, now we can do this. Well, then this is part of this. We can go over here, and this will be a much better world. You know, back to the whole idea again. Well, if I was in charge and I was running the, you know, communist country, it would be better for everybody, even though communist countries forever and ever and ever have had poor people and people starving and dying. And Well, and then, you know, not only are they hell-bent on destroying the country, they don't want anybody coming in to obstruct their right. mission, and which is why we get what we had with the, the Trump raid. You know, so, but there might be some good news to the Trump raid, the Mar-a-Lago raid, is that people are starting to look at it and go, that yeah, was bad. That was not okay. What if it was my house? Yeah. <laughs> that was, yeah, right. That was just uncalled for. And people, 
And I hope even some of these Democrats can pull their head out of their ass and recognize what's going on here. Um, the good news is um, Trump might be uh, fighting back on this. So it's, I got an article here from Breitbart. Uh, Donald Trump will file unlawful search and seizure motion over the illegal FBI raid. Right. Um, so future president Donald Trump announced he will, I added the future part. Um, they said former in the article, but I added future, future president, Joe Biden, former vice president, former, right. Exactly. Well, former vice president and potential future, or I'm sorry, former president, Donald Trump and potential future president, uh, and Biden opposition is what he should be called because they're calling him, most people in the media are calling him former president. The reason this is all happening is because there's a likelihood that he's going to be the future president. Right, right. That's what they're afraid of. That's what they're afraid of. So anyway, the, the article says, uh, President Donald Trump announced he will file a Fourth Amendment unlawful search and seizure motion over the FBI's illegal raid on Mar-a-Lago in a post made on uh, Truth Social Media. On, on Friday, he made this. Uh, for um, Said that the FBI, President Trump said the FBI raid on Mar-a-Lago violated his rights together with the rights of all Americans and added that, that it's part of a continued witch hunt against him. He says, my rights together with the rights of all Americans have been violated at a level rarely seen before in our country. Remember, they even spied on my campaign, the greatest witch hunt in U.S. history has been going on for six years with no consequences to the scammers. It should not be allowed to continue. Um, Trump's upcoming fourth Trump's upcoming Fourth Amendment motion is the latest development in the public feud between him and the FBI after the Mar-a-Lago raid earlier this month. So just so people are aware, if you don't remember exactly what the Fourth Amendment says, let me read it. The right of the people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures shall not be violated, and no warrants shall issue but upon probable cause, supported by oath or affirmation, and particularly describing the place to be searched and the persons or things to be seized. This is important because— Ahead of time, right? You're supposed to know what you're looking for. And that's what the affidavit is supposed to have clearly listed on. This is what we're looking for. But the FBI will not release the affidavit. (laughs) Can't see the paperwork. Can't see it. Stating what items were intended for confiscation. And if they do, it will be heavily redacted. You're going to see this thing, and there's talk about it coming out. They're going to release the affidavit, but you, there's going to be black through the whole thing. I, I put up a joke thing about that yesterday on social media about a, a redacted and unredacted version. It was just a paragraph about Trump, but it showed how just, yeah. by, just by editing, it turns it into a completely different thing. Oh, yeah. Even if it's not serious, people say, well, was, where'd you find it? Is this serious? I go, no, it's, an, ex- it's a, an example of how things can be misrepresented very easily by people with the power to do it. It's a fishing expedition. They went in there because they wanted to grab everything they possibly could get their hands on. At least that's what it looks like. And then then they would try to 
see what's what they could use uh, to contort into illegal and that's activity. That's not how it's supposed to work. No, that's why they're not releasing the affidavit. Why, I mean, isn't it obvious to people? I mean, even the even the Trump haters don't they realize what's going on here? They only see Trump. They don't look at the process. If that was done to their family, they'd be freaking. They'd be out. outraged. Well, Don Jr. was on Crowder yesterday talking about all this pretty interesting stuff. What did he say? Well, I, I, I don't want to paraphrase anything, but they were just going through all the details of this, and, you know, he was being Don Jr. about it, so it's pretty cool. <laughs> um, before we run out of time, man, this one's going quick. Um, I got a few other things that I wanted to hit on. Dig in. Get back to, let's get back to New York State. I know most people don't live in New York State, but... Here we are. New York State is a good uh, kind of petri dish of what not to do, you know, and and how bad things can be when you're when you're ruled by someone who thinks that they are able to rule you. Um. So this here. Let me get to this article here. Sorry. Let me just get. Uh, Okay. A couple from Medicaid firm were a couple a couple from Medicaid firm were awarded millions in New York contracts delivered over 300,000 in donations to Hochul and Cuomo. So a couple with ties to a firm that's been awarded hundreds of millions in Medicaid transportation contracts over the years has driven more than $300,000 combined into the campaign coffers of former Andrew Cuomo and current Governor Kathy Hochul. Critics say the donations are textbook case of Albany's pay-to-play culture that allows bidders and contractors to give massive campaign contributions to the governor whose agencies oversee them. By comparison, New York City law limits donations from bidders and contractors to the mayor and have business Big Apple agencies uh, limits it to $400. The firm... Uh, Medical Answering Services, founded by President Russ Maxwell in 2004, was awarded eight contracts totaling $403.7 million by the state health department from 2011 to 2018. Four of the contracts didn't expire, don't expire until next year. Maxwell and his spouse, Morgan McDole, dropped $236,000 into Cuomo's campaign coffers over those years, the couple has has also dumped more than a hundred thousand dollars combined into the campaign coffers of Hochul as governor and lieutenant governor under Cuomo and the Hochul-controlled state Democratic Committee. So there you have that's that's how it works here no in New corruption York. There, yeah, <laughs> no chance for any corruption there. Right, right. But the elections were all fine. These Democrats would never win on their own merit. You can't You're right. Flood the country with illegals. Take away everyone's rights or violate everyone's rights. Like I said earlier, you can't take them away. You can violate them. Violate everyone's rights. Give free welfare and all sorts of services to people who don't deserve it. Restrict gun ownership by lawful citizens and let out prisoners at the same time. They're doing everything they can to destroy this country, these Democrats. Hochul, um, uh, Whitmer, 
who's uh, Newsom, all these big, far left wingers. If people actually had the facts, they wouldn't get one single vote. Right. That's why they have to do this crap. They have to bribe people. They have to cheat. Right. They have to have open ballots. They have to have all sorts of nonsense so they can win. Well, that's part of the whole left's agenda in every way. We're going to put money here and put money here and put money here, and that'll make things happen a certain way. But without the money, it would never happen. Right. You would not have all kinds of stuff happening if it wasn't for that money, right? right. Because there's no incentive. That's the incentive. Right. That's yeah. corruption. That's it's not, it's not, you know, government by the people for the people. It's backwards. No, the whole thing is backwards. And yeah, I just, man, you know, like if you're in New York, people vote for Lee Zeldin, please. Let's get this. Yeah. The guy that got attacked. Yeah. Because he's dangerous. Got to attack right. him. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, and people, you even bring that up and people will make all kinds of excuses for, well, you know, again, back to what we were saying, well, because we believe that he's the kind of person that's going to cause this and this and this to happen. I go, okay, so you believe that to happen? So that gives you the right to go personally attack the person? What kind of mentality is that? What country do you live in? So I always <coughs> ask people, like, what country do you think you're living in? Because that's not how this country is supposed to work. That's not how it's set up. Well, and it's getting worse because people are just sick they have no there's no values no morals no nothing i don't understand you know we're gonna if if they continue to if people continue to go down this road of debauchery and and evil behavior and all this stuff i don't know what's gonna happen over the next five or ten years i mean we need to clean this stuff up people need to get back to reality and back to some sort of moral value um taking care of each other, helping each other. We have too many horrible people in this country. And they're letting more of them in, a lot of these, a lot of terrorists and all sorts of stuff, while simultaneously teaching, conditioning people to hate. Right. It's, it's, <laughs> it's going to be dangerous. <laughs> well, speaking of letting people in, I was watching, a, I was at Shapiro a couple of days ago playing Biden speeches from 2006 saying how got to close the borders, it's dangerous, just completely 180 <laughs> degrees off from what he is now. And it, people don't, and you bring that up, and people just ignore what you say. I'm like, this is what the guy said. I said, you're worried about, you know, some lie that Trump told 20 years ago about something, and that's that's what I should care about today. But the president that's in the White House right now has flip-flopped on all kinds of really important policies, especially when it comes to— And you to, don't care. You don't care. Why do you not care? That's my question. Because Why they want to win. Care? Right. It's all about results. It's tribal. It's all they want to do is they just want to win. Because I think people in general, you, you get a satisfaction out of winning. I mean, obviously, sure. that's why that's why we play sports, and that's why we do all sorts right. of stuff. There's a satisfaction there. But this is different. This is a win, win out of hatred. This is a vengeance type right. of winning. That they need to it's do. winning for all the wrong reasons yeah. by all the wrong methods and thinking that the result is going to be good for everybody. I don't. It, it, drop me a they're, whiteboard on that because I don't get it. <clears throat> they're going to get shut down hard, and it's going to hurt. And We hope. And I don't even want it to hurt. I just want it to get shut down. Just, you know what I mean? Right. But it's like we need to reorient <clears throat> ourselves towards back towards what this country is supposed to be about. You know? I mean, and again, it, I think... 
there's so much information out there about how the world is changing and how this country is responsible for a lot of great things happening around the world that never gets talked about. You know what I mean? Why do people still want to come here if we're such a horrible country? Why is yeah. everybody... Because the average... The average European, the average African, the average person from anywhere in the world, when they come to the United States, are better off than they were where they were. That's why they come here. Of course. That's why for hundreds of years people have come here. But that's because the country is designed so that you as an individual can make your life better if you figure out how to do that. And it doesn't involve being evil. It doesn't involve hurting other people. It doesn't involve infringing on the rights of other people. It doesn't involve telling other people what to do. It's just like, here you go. Here's the slate. You go in there and do your best, and that's what you just don't hurt is. anybody. Right. And don't violate Leave anybody else. Do your thing and don't hurt anybody. Don't violate anybody's rights. And just this is what it's all was supposed to be about. But we have a society of sickos. And as a matter of fact... There was a Pennsylvania man who's charged with abuse of a corpse after he tried to buy human remains from a mortuary worker on Facebook. I'm not making this up. Cool. Pennsylvania man was charged for abusing a corpse after he allegedly purchased human remains from a woman on Facebook. <laughs> Who's who this woman selling body parts? Out of her freezer? What was she doing? Jeremy Lee Pauly, 40 who's known for purchasing various bones and teeth that he restores and resells, was arrested for trying to buy the corpse from a mortuary worker online. What, the, what kind of network is that? Some of Paulie's eerie purchases have, pur have included pelvis antiques, antiques and very old skulls from children. Paulie allegedly purchased $4,000 worth of human remains from Candace Scott, who police say stole them from a mortuary partnered with the University of Arkansas. The human remains included half a head, a whole head, three brains, a heart, a liver, a lung, two kidneys, a female pelvis, a torso with a nipple, and four human hands. The shop owner was set to receive the shipment from Scott in Pennsylvania, but police intercepted the remains while they were in transit. He was arrested on Thursday following an investigation that started on June 14th when, when police received a tip about Paulie's suspicious activity and his collections. <laughs> Paulie was arrested and released. He was arrested and released on $50,000 bail. Uh, what do you think of this? So I'm assuming him doing that was breaking some law, right? I mean, <laughs> that's why they intercepted him, you right? Think? So I wonder who the informant was. Oh, I get this guy down the hall that's ordering body parts. <laughs> that's pretty. Well, Sean McCormick, who was one of the officers, I guess, he said that this is the most bizarre investigation that he's encountered in his 33 years. Oh, as a prosecutor, as a prosecutor. Um just when I think I've seen it all, a case like this comes around. Amazing. So, do you have any... Where uh, was that again? What, what? Arkansas. Ar well, get you in on that. Well, I don't know. She probably, you probably heard about it, but, I mean, there's you got sickos in every state. <laughs> I, you know, and, and I'm going to show some pictures of this guy um, here on the show. We'll, we'll show some photos of this guy. What a... Freaking sicko looking, you know, it just looks like your your average satanic worshiping Satan right, worshiping right, leftist. Right. 
you know. Well, and that's whatever. It's a free <clears throat> country, right? But when you break the law, hopefully the cops well, come and shut you down. That's how it's supposed to work. There's, I think there's a problem when you're, you know, shipping people's skulls right. around. You know, you got a, a Skulls ha- and half skulls. And, and pelvises, you know. Antique pelvises. <laughs> and torsos with one nipple. Nipple. Gross. What's that all about? So there's obviously still flesh on the torso. That's... And they're... I don't get it. And they're shipping it. We need photos. Do you have videos of this? What do you I got some photos here. Yeah, okay. <laughs> throughout this thing, I, I, we've, we've been we've been editing in some photos okay. here. Um, but yeah, I can definitely show you some some stuff. So, but anyway, so there, there you are. There you have it. Um, there you have it, folks. Yeah, Danny's wrapping us up, and I had one more. Um, multiple polls show Dems in trouble only months before election night. So we'll maybe we'll we'll get to that next week, but it's so that that's a little bit of good news. Yep. So um okay. Thanks, John. Great. Thanks, Dan. See you next week. Thanks so much for watching the loaded mic on YouTube and Rumble. Hit that subscribe button for more great episodes. We are also on the Right America Media and Simul TV networks, and you can catch the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, whatever your favorite podcast app is. I'm Dan Wass, and the Second Amendment is not a privilege. It's your right. (laughs) 